0: Hey, 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 welcome to Ride the Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Miller. Let's dive in. All right, so, oh my gosh, if you are a regular listener, or if not, my dog literally stands like on top of me, like his head is between the mic and my mouth right now. Yeah, you can probably hear him. But if you hear him like throughout this podcast, that is why, because you just need to be right here with the pack, don't you? Okay. Okay. Um, today we're going to be talking about how I'm a scaredy cat, but how I'm overcoming this. And if you're a scaredy cat, like how maybe you can overcome it too. All right. But before that, I'm going to talk about like my weekend a little and stuff. Um, I dyed my hair red. I dyed my hair red. I'm so fucking happy about it. Like it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while, but it's not that I didn't have the balls to do that. It's just, mmm. I've been going to the same hairdresser my entire life and no shade but she just you know wants to keep me blonde because I look great blonde it's my natural haircut whatever you know so she's just adamant about keeping me blonde but I like literally walked in there the day of my appointment and I was like all right stick with me here but this is what I'm thinking of and I showed her and like we talked about it and she's like all right, let's do it. I'm like, oh my God. Like I literally wasn't sure if I was going to leave that salon a redhead. I was on the phone with my sister before my appointment and she was like, she's going to convince you to stay blonde. I was like, I know, I know she is, but I was like, but you know, I'm still going to, I'm still going to see what's up. So here we are. If you want to see the red hair, my Instagram is Mimi underscore Miller. Check it out. Throw me a follow if you want. Let me know if you listen to the pod. I don't know. If you are unaware still, there is a TikTok account for the podcast. It is at RideTheWavePod on TikTok. So there we go. But yeah, I'm really happy about my hair. So I went to my college's homecoming this past weekend and so many people didn't recognize me, which I was like, it's just fucking hair. But like so many people literally didn't. I would wave at them and they'd be like, who's this crazy lady? Which you can't say hi to people. Like what? But like at one point, these girls came up to me and they were like, Mimi, we literally have been talking about you, like your hair. We've literally been talking about you for a half hour. Didn't even realize it was you. I'm like, oh, what? Um, Also, somebody said that I looked like Freaky Friday, Lindsay Lohan. So I will be taking that compliment to the grave. Yes. Thank you. Anything else, Mimi? I don't know. Actually, yeah. Actually, one more thing I'm going to add. I am moving to New York City. Round of applause, let me hear that. Okay, I can talk about this in the next episode more, but I already lived there for a few months and then a lot happened and I came home and I'm, I'm moving back. I'm trying it out again because I just feel in my heart that this is what is the right path and choice for me. So I just need to fucking do it. So I'm planning on moving there next week actually. (laughs) And I'm super fucking stressed about it because I just feel like a lot of changes happen in my life like all at once. And so I mean like while I'm stressed like I'm still like fucking excited. Like I'm so happy that this is happening. But you know it's just a lot at once. I don't know but I'm open. I'm open and ready for change. (laughs) There's there's my manifestation. There you go. (laughs) All right. So like why can't I watch AHS in peace? why can't I? And tell me why, when I was younger, I was afraid of Twilight. Twilight scared me. I've never watched all the Twilight movies. (laughs) Fun fucking fact. And my best friend, those are her comfort movies. Like, she'll talk all the time about Twilight and whatever, and I'm like, yeah, like, I only know, like, the main things that happen because I was always too scared. Now, like, I'll watch it again, whatever. But, um, Twilight scared me when I was younger. I'd be walking home from the bus stop, and would be scared a werewolf was in the bushes. Mm-hmm. Or if I'd be taking out the trash at night, well, say goodbye to Mimi because Mom, I'm coming home a vampire, like I... <laughs> prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, truly rocked my world as a child. The Dementors, Professor Lupin as a werewolf—no, count me out. And and the thing is now. I'm the biggest Harry Potter fan. I fucking stan. Um, I'm pretty sure I watched every single movie in theaters, but I just didn't give a fuck enough. Like, I was into the wizarding world, but I didn't care for the dark side of Harry Potter. And that's just because, like, maybe I didn't want to be scared. Like, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep during... Every movie in theaters, which is a sin, I know. But you know, I'm better now. I'm back. Better. I'm better. A- I've actually started reading the books and they're phenomenal, Chef's Kiss. But now I love like the darkness of Harry Potter. So I guess with that being said, like with Harry Potter, I was terrified until I wasn't. And I think it's because I really had to convince myself and relearn or unlearn that the things that scared me aren't real. So I got over my fear of the unrealistic stuff for the most part. I mean, last year I watched True Blood and I was fine. But sometimes when I go to the bathroom at night or like my car at night, I was like, I swear to God, if Eric pops up, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) But also if Eric pops up, what's up? (laughs) We stand every single scars guard in this house. Okay, thank you goodbye. But I still have a fear of realistic scary entertainment. I couldn't even get through you because it's low-key realistic. But isn't that the stuff I should be watching? Like to become more generally aware. But I don't want to be filled with anxiety about things like people looking through my windows. But then maybe I should because if I'm being honest, I am... (laughs) I am that naked neighbor in the window. Oh God, If your family listening to this, you didn't fucking hear that. But um, yep, that's me. <laughs> so I guess I'm thinking, maybe I prefer to be naive about the negatives in life because I don't want to feel anxiety about those things. Does that make sense? I want to keep my inner child so safe, but sometimes that leaves me to be naive which maybe could harm me in the future. You never know. I just want to believe everyone is good in the world, you know? But that's just not true. <laughs> so when I look back on who I was as a child, like, yeah, I thought that there were werewolves in the bushes, but then also I also was like, Taylor was, oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, so I thought that there were werewolves in the bushes coming to get me. But then I had to force myself to recognize that that was fake, so that I could get to where I am today, walking past bushes with no fear. So by watching realistic scary shows and movies, I'm afraid to instill that realistic fear that, hey, maybe there is actually somebody hiding in a bush that could potentially harm me. And I hate to think that way, but like, maybe we have to. So if I'm going with my heart, I'm like, oh my god, just stay away from the scary movies and shows. (laughs) Easy. But when I think with my head, it's more so wise to watch the realistic scary stuff just so you're like aware of your surroundings and potential dangers i grew up in really safe neighborhoods so these fears happening to me never came to mind but now you know i'm older and i don't plan on living in the burbs my whole life and then i realized that there could be bad people in the burbs too i guess the main thing to take away is if you're like me with being scared of scary stuff How can you work with your inner child to keep her safe, but not naive? Of course, there's safety precautions I take. Like, I always have my mace or a pocket knife on me. Uh, My friends will joke, like, Mimi's always strapped. And it's true. (laughs) Um, Or, like, if I'm home alone, I'll FaceTime people if I get a delivery. Or if I'm walking alone, um, I'll FaceTime people. So there's things like that that you can do for sure, And then throughout the last few years, like when I overcame my fear of werewolves and vampires attacking me outside, you know, I started to dabble in my type of realistic scary entertainment, just to like keep the wheels turning in my head. Okay, so I'm going to share these examples, but don't laugh at me for calling these scary. Okay, okay, baby steps, people. Okay, let's dive into it. So the first on my list includes SVU. Hmm, do not fucking laugh at me for calling that scary, okay? I only just started watching it because I really liked the cast and then, like, thought the scripts were really well made and then I realized that I could take something away from the episodes, you know? Like, oh my god, there's creepy people in the world. Let's see how these people in the shows handle things in, like, a mock instance. But I'm pretty sure some of the stories are realistic, so there's that too. So, I don't know. That's been my type of realistic limit thus far which actually I had the idea for this episode about a month ago and since then I've gotten into some scary shows and cases to the point where I think I might become like a true crime podcast junkie um I'm still holding back on that but I will bring this up later I've only ever watched the Miley Cyrus episode of Black Mirror but I'd put that show in this category of being realistic because like while they're not most of the episodes, to my knowledge at least, very well could be. Like The Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Again, I've only ever watched the Miley Cyrus episode, but maybe it would be an exercise for people like me to watch because it's kind of those baby steps of watching things that are fake and definitely won't hurt you, like Harry Potter or Twilight, but then the show borderlines with having things that could be realistic happen in them. This one isn't really scary. Do not come at me. But Desperate Housewives. I said what I said, okay? You know how many murders and framing for crimes are in that show? Or just like minor things, like people can have really shady pasts, or like you think you know somebody and you don't, things like that. Like crazy things that literally could be realistic. And I think this was the first realistic show I ever watched. Fun fact. I binged the entire series in high school, and then I was with my sister about a month ago, and she started re-watching it, so we were watching it together, and that's what just kind of, like, struck a chord in my head that, like, these type of realistic scary shows just keep the wheels turning in your head and can make you realize the everyday person in the suburbs is not perfect and could still harm you. Watching something to this extent just, like, helps me not be naive, but, like, it's also still funny like you still have like Gabby and her husband like taunting each other and you know there's there's funny things that happen in the show but there's also realistic scary events too but yeah i think the humor just helps because like with you i feel like there's not much humor um just from what i saw at least when a stranger calls literally rocked me to my core because i was a babysitter i, I hated it i've only ever watched it once I think that was enough, but I'm also like glad I saw it, you know. I'm literally getting anxious thinking about it, especially cuz I'm like home alone right now, but we don't have a home phone, so boom. <laughs> but I just need to remember that like I'm safe and prepared. So I'm okay, you know. Anxiety, be gone. Acting like it's that easy. Okay, <laughs> another one on the list are the Taken movies with Liam Neeson. So they always gave me anxiety for sure. But I always ended up watching these kind of, like, thriller action movies with my dad. And I loved, not loved, I love watching them with my dad. Because, like, if we're on the drive home from the movie theater, like, we'll talk about the events that transpired and just kind of, like, rehash through them. Like, okay, if you were in this situation, like, what would you do? And I think that's, like, really healthy. And um, I don't think it was the Taken movies, but maybe it was, Uh, there was a girl, like, Trapped in the trunk, and she kicked out the back or the tail light, um, and then she like flagged people's attention. So like stuff like that will just like go through it. Like okay, if you were locked in the trunk, what would you do? It's just better to be safe than sorry. So while I hate watching realistic shows and movies, like I realize how they can benefit me just in case I ever need it. You know. So earlier I mentioned how in the past literal week I've suddenly become obsessed with scary stuff. And I saved until the end because, like, I didn't want it to get all jumbled up with my examples of entertainment. Um, But now I'm going to get into it. So here we go. I've been watching Nine Perfect Strangers and Only Murders in the Building, and they are so good. If you haven't seen them yet, um, just so we're clear, I'm not going to be giving away any spoilers. You're welcome. But I love Only Murders in the Building because while it's kind of dark, there's still so much humor and, like, character development in it. Kind of like Desperate Housewives. But then, like, Nine Perfect Strangers is hella realistic, but really dark. So, like, that one gives me you vibes in that sense. But I'm proud of myself for watching both. Um, I've also been watching Little Fires Everywhere, and that, that's hella good. But that's more of, like, a drama than scary, in my opinion. Which, actually, now that I say that, I guess they're all dramas. Like, you know, Desperate Housewives and stuff. It's just that, like, scary events happen in them. Hmm. Little Fires Everywhere isn't scary, in my opinion. And that's coming from me, so. (laughs) Something I love about Only Murders in the Building, though, is how they incorporate the obsession with true crime podcasts. And just how people kind of forget that, like, while they're obsessing with these cases, that they affect real people. These crimes are not just stories, they're real life. I've been following the Gabby Petito case, like, I have never followed a case before. And people go missing every single day. So I've been seeing a lot about how her case is getting a lot of publicity because she's a white woman. And while I agree, I also think a huge factor is because of the layers of her case. If you're watching a show like Only Murders in the Building, people keep watching because of the layers to it, because of like the story development. But when you hit a dead end with a case, like people just don't care as much, which fucking sucks. It's so fucking sad and unfair. But that's just how it is, I think. Ugh. Hate it. So with Gabby's case, it's like entertainment to people, which is disgusting because, like, we have to remind ourselves that real people have been tragically affected. But then I'm glad that this case is getting the attention it is because, like, we need to figure it out. But it just really sucks and is so unfair that not every missing person's case gets this type of attention. And I'm so aware of that. And it it sucks. But yeah, it's just so easy to not care when it doesn't affect you personally. <sighs> and it's so easy to treat these cases like entertainment. But yeah, it's just something to keep in mind when you talk about these real life cases. And um, yeah, rest in peace, Gabby Petito. So with only murders in the building, I'm like, shit maybe I am going to turn into a true crime podcast junkie because it's just so entertaining. But then I just sit here and have an ethical issue with it because, like I was saying, these crimes affect real people. Maybe if you talk about old cases when there's no surviving family now, then it's fine. I don't know. But then I think about, like, the Gypsy Rose case. And she's still alive and getting out of jail or prison soon, right? So then, and I doubt there's any family mourning her mom. I don't know, maybe. But then I'm like, maybe it is good to hear her story and know that what her mother did is possible because she didn't realize her own mother could harm her. Like, you know, who, who thinks that? So then I go back to the point that maybe by watching or listening these realistic scary things you end up learning something that could potentially make you feel safer in your everyday life. Because it's kind of like, okay, if I'm ever in this type of situation, I can maybe, maybe know what I should do. Of course, there's things like manipulation amongst other horrible things that we just can't really take into account. But still, instead of just like being completely helpless and naive, maybe you can learn something. And maybe all of that could apply to general anxiety too, like listening and watching these things could make you feel more safe within yourself because like you're learning something. Hmm, I don't know, maybe that's a stretch. But when it comes to all forms of scary entertainment, and I didn't even get into haunted houses because like those two for sure, (laughs) just try to weed out what's fake or what your mind is tricking you to fear. And when it comes to realistic scary stuff, maybe don't steer completely away from the realistic events that could go down in these shows or movies because you might learn something from them that will in turn make you feel safe and prepared. But just remember like there's a difference between realistic and real. Um, Real events affect real people. So just try to remain empathetic and understanding. Just don't try to be one of those leeches (laughs) all over social media just wanting more information like it's hard but just just keep it in mind you know be mindful of it okay so like I'm still scared of scary stuff don't get me wrong but maybe I'll face my fears and watch AHS or you okay ta-ta for now I love you all okay bye bye (laughs) okay that was scary that's what was scary or is scary god okay bye